Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, Gina. Hi, Ioni. Hi, everyone. I'm Gina, the senior editor of Polyester. And I'm Ioni, the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester. This is the Polyester Podcast a feminist pop culture podcast dissecting the discourse on a weekly basis. Before we start, if you're a fan of this podcast, please make sure to like, rate and subscribe. And if you really love us, you can sign up for a podcast membership where you get to join our Discord and you can be on our Instagram course friends for only £3 a month. Do we have any reviews, Ioni? We do. Also, side note, if you sign up today, then you'll get an invite to a podcast event tomorrow, as in the 14th of November in London. Wish we had one of those sound effects panels. Yeah, we used to. Did it? Do you not at the top of yours? Do I fuck? Oh. It's probably for the best, though, because I would abuse it. Yeah. Anyway, back to the review. Five stars, relatable and inclusive. I really appreciate the process behind this podcast. The duo makes learning about new topics and lingo less embarrassing for those of us who aren't up to speed, i.e. I'm brand new to red pilling. Thank you. There is a thoughtful breakdown in every episode and I can't wait to keep listening and supporting. Thank you and keep up the fab work by Gigi Masala by Apple Podcasts in the US of A. Yeah, fuck you, Charlotte. Yeah, I knew I was right to explain what pulling. <laughs> Charlotte's our platform editor and she was like, she's always in my flat because we we both work from home but both just work from my flat. And um, she was like, overheard me explaining what red pilling was and was like, I think we've talked about this already. But she was yeah, like, why, why? Everyone knows that it is. I was like, Charlotte, we're not all 25. Yeah, we don't all use the internet too much or we're not all on the same internet as you. Yeah, I'm on Hello Kitty internet. So. Yeah, we had loads of in- loads of comments of it as well. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're the firmly millennial. Have podcast. you got a ring light on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this... So today, for people that cannot see us, which is everyone, this is big news because Gina's webcam's been broken. Wait, I think we've spoken about this as so. well. Yeah, I broke. Yeah, we have. Right, okay. I broke so my webcam. Gina's webcam's broken, but now she's got a like a plug-in webcam like you had for the MySpace days. So yeah, we're back. We can see each other. We can see each other, and I've got my ring light on. Yeah, Gina's got a ring light on for some well, reason. It's not, it's not a ring light. It's like my mirror is basically a ring light as well because my desk isn't under my window, which would be my ideal situation. Mm. But I had to reconfigure my room, and so because of that, I bought a light. You've got a mirror with a light on. It's game changing, isn't it? It's run out of battery. I haven't had it in months. Oh, this is plug in. Only a USB though, but I've got USB plug. Anyway, regardless. Um, when I do meetings and stuff in you, I'll turn it on because it makes my camera look really good. But because I got my glasses on, you I can out- see you've outed me. Yeah, you've outed me. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today, 
<laughs> what? Why are you laughing? It's making me laugh because that review's like, thank you so much for explaining, like, in depth, like, <laughs> internet lingo. And then today we're like, we're doing Mean Girls musical. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the Mean Girls musical. Um, the trailer. Yeah, so like the film of the musical about the film, the trailer for that has just dropped. Um, so we're laughing about it. This is not your mother's mean girls. It's not. I spent ages trying to work out if I was old enough for that to apply to me. Are you fucking messing? It's been old enough since we were like 15. What do you mean? Because surely it must mean that if you watched Mean Girls originally, you can have a kid now. Yeah, and you could have had a kid literally from the age of, when did you have your period? Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Probably from the time that it came out, because Mean Girls, we were like 12. No, we were eight when Mean Girls came out. No, we weren't. Yeah, we were. No, it was we weren't. 2004, eight or nine. Are you stupid? We started high school in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 12. Not high school. Like, high school's wrong. High school isn't like 10. We secondary were 10. school. I was in You're year not six. 10 in secondary school. In year you, seven. You're year 11. You're 11 in secondary school. You're You're, you just turn, you are 11 in secondary school. You just turn yeah, 12 I'm, straight I'm, away because you have a really early yeah, birthday. Yeah, I'm September birthday. And right, I got not it for, about you. But I got it for DVD when I was 12. Yeah, so DVD. I vividly remember being, It came out in cinema eight, when we were 11. You weren't eight, were you? I'm saying 12. You're inching up closer to me to seem like you're right. <laughs> you're not right. <laughs> yeah, but still, to have an 11-year-old, I would have had to have a kid when I was 18. Which I know is possible, what? but I just haven't what? done it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Your point being? <laughs> I don't know. My point being is I've done a lot of mental gymnastics to try to figure it out if this is actually possible. I don't understand what you think is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know either now. Now I've verbalised it. What's impossible? You having a child? A, a child of mean girls watching age? Yeah. Right, okay, I'm with it. Yeah, that is possible. I only you're 30 in like two months. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I was 11 and it was a 12A. <laughs> I you were eight. <laughs> I remember I was 11 and it was a 12A and I had to really convince my mum to let me go see it in cinema. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was... We, like, we were all way too young to be watching this film. I don't think it should have been a 12. Well, it should have been, like... Okay, so, disclosure, Gina rewatched it and I didn't. Yeah, I rewatched Mean Girls. Like, the original film. I also wanted to watch Mean Girls too, but I only was like, you're you're going to go too far into the law and get distracted. Yeah, like, cloud it. Yeah, and then we watched the... We both obviously watched the trailer, and then I listened to, like, watched, like, one of the stagings of one of the songs that's actually going to be in it, because the musical, the, the trailer hasn't got any of the songs in it. The musical's got lots, lots of songs in it, <laughs> and all the songs are very bad. <laughs> are they? Yeah. So one of them's like, oh, it's Halloween, and it's obviously like that bit in the... It's kind of like replaced all the like really good monologues being like in Girl World. Like, Halloween's one time you can be a total slut. Mm-hmm. They've replaced that with songs, basically. So the song's basically like Karen Smith being like, oh, I love Halloween. It should be Halloween every day of the year. No, way. I think it should be World Peace every day of the year. Let me start again. It should be World Peace every day of the year, but also Halloween. And I love Halloween because I can be any character in the world, but there's always a, I'm always a sexy one. So my song is me saying like, "Here's all the like sexy ways I can be characters for Halloween." Right, like that's the joke. What? I know, and I've learned that verbatim because I was so appalled. <laughs> so Tina Fey wrote the musical as well, and her husband wrote the songs. Right? Who? Um, this may or may not be relevant. Is five foot two? <laughs> 
<laughs> Me and you with our six foot six foot fellas, like <laughs> Rich Tina Fey, because she's still got the five foot to her, and she's quite tall. And apparently, she calls him travel sized, which is a bit small bean for my ten- sentiment. Temperament. Yeah, that's, so, that's so short. Well, I'm surprised you don't call yourself travel sized. Me? Yeah, we're basically the same height. That's not true. I'm five foot four and a half. You fucking not. I've shown you my medical records. Uh, but I know in my soul. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so everyone, we don't need to describe what Mean Girls is. No. And then they made a musical. Obviously, it was really successful. And then there's this whole genre. It's kind of become like the, the same as remaking. They just remake things for the stage. Obviously, Hispo did it first and did it really well. Well, maybe mm-hmm. they didn't do it first, but Hairspray did it and did it really well in recent memory. And then they've done it for fucking everything. Like there's the Matilda, well, the Matilda musical, I still think slaps. No. <laughs> there's like the Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical, Heather's the musical, Mean Girls the, the musical. Future. Yeah, Back to the Future, the musical. Like they've just like wanged some songs into loads of um, films, popular films. Yeah. So that's like a whole genre in itself that's embarrassing. Which also, I was thinking about this when I was like lying in bed. Um, <gasps> <laughs> I don't know why I phrased it like that and it's really interesting considering because some of the first like colour films in Hollywood were musicals like loads of the like golden era of Hollywood films and musicals and now we're kind of like in the reverse of that things start as films and then become musicals whereas rather than just start as musicals on film. I think it's probably it's easier to roll the dice on making a film than a musical i think a musical flopping though famously the producers a flop musical will make you a lot of money like what? um <laughs> you like unlocked my theater kids yeah go on. there's a there's a play a musical actually called the producers mm-hmm. there's two films of it um where they make they set out to make the worst musical ever made because mm-hmm. they realize that people will go see a flop mm-hmm. so they can talk about it yeah. obviously like um they'll go see a flop play or flop musical so they can talk about it so they're like we're gonna make the worst musical of all time so it'll flop so that we'll make the most money because we'll just sell it sell it out every night Mm -hmm. Um, and it's got songs being like springtime for hitler and stuff like that like it's generally just trying to like just be like appalling Mm -hmm. if i'd say i made a musical yeah (laughs) call back to an earlier episode (laughs) yeah but uh, that doesn't exist anymore it's probably more safe for people to roll the dice on making a movie if the movie does well, then we'll make the musical. We'll make the musical adaptation. I suppose though, like Evan Hansen just happened, so I'm not entirely sure where. I don't. I don't feel educated enough on the world of musicals to to comment on the economy of them. But yeah, I think I th- there's loads of new musicals in America, but we don't really get that many new musicals in England. But yeah. Also famous. Well, not what you were saying at all. You were <laughs> saying well, it is kind of. You were saying they purposefully made a flop. But when The Greatest Showman came out, everyone hated it. But then all, like, all critics hated it and panned it. Then people still went to see it because it was like around Christmas and was a Christmas film. And it got really big. And then everyone loved it. You know, it's it. Hannah Conliffe's favourite. It's literally Hannah, one of Hannah, Hannah Conliffe's No one knows who Hannah Conliffe is on this. Yeah, but you, me and you do. My friend's having a conversation. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, so... Also, on the musical thing, not that we're musical, like, I'm not a musical fit, I'm not a fair kid at all, but someone did a tweet that was like, I don't know, some 30 Rock screen cap, I haven't seen 30 Rock, 
obviously because of Tina Fey, but being like, oh, why aren't we putting any songs in this trailer for Mean Girls the Musical? And it was like, it's the Wonka effect. People are more likely to see a normal film than a musical. And then they're going to be shocked and appalled. Yeah, that you should watch 30 Rock. It's really good. To be fair, I didn't even know that Wonka was like a full musical. I thought it just had some songs. Like Barbie. Right. So there's two in... <laughs> no, I mean in the new Wonka, the Timothy Chalamet one. Yeah. I know the other ones are. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, okay, I was going to explain something, but you don't Go on. Um, in Fear Ever, there's two types of musicals. There's mu- oh, music- no, I don't care. <laughs> the there's, there's a musical fear or a play with music, and a musical fear of the song has to move the plot forward, and then in a play with music, so that's like Blood Brothers, that isn't classed as a musical because the song doesn't move the plot forward. How do you know that? I did B-Tech performing arts. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so back to Mean Girls. A lot of people are very angry. There's a line in the trailer that, as we've already alluded to, and my confusion, this is not your mother's Mean Girls, which is also really funny because I feel like, so there's this article that I got up for the research that was actually written in 2018, um, Fetch Happens Why Mean Girls is the perfect teen movie, Sam Wolfson for The Guardian 2018. And he is saying, on the internet, Mean Girls battles only with Friends and The Simpsons to be the most referenced cultural product of all time. True or false, Gina? Yeah, true. It's like the gay equivalent of those two things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. But then it says, Mean Girls... Yet those shows had hundreds of episodes. Mean Girls squeezes so many perfect gags into its 97-minute running time. Whenever a character speaks, it's basically a catchphrase. She doesn't even go here. Stop trying to make Fitch happen. You smell like a baby prostitute. I could go on. And it is kind of just part of the fabric of the internet, like to the point where it's really cringy now, I'd say. Yeah, like you can buy like those Mean Girls like t-shirts and like pre-mark or whatever. So how long has it actually been since Mean Girls came out? Well, it'll be, it'll be do- like 20 years. Like, next, next year. year. Okay. Which is probably why they pushed in the musical out. Well, it's also interesting because there's a Walmart Black Friday advert that reunites KD, Karen, Lindsay Lohan. No, that is KD. Gretchen, Damien, like all of them, basically. Yeah, and they replaced Coach Carr with Missy Elliott. Yeah, what? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that was the best decision they could have made. <laughs> I was so confused. I was so, I, but I love like all the tweets being like, the advert's better than what this film was going to be. But Coach Carr in the film is John Hamm. I like John Hamm. Yeah, I love John Hamm. And John Hamm is in, like, every Tina Fey project, being a freak. Yeah. In, like, 30 Rock, she casts him as, like, her hot but stupid boyfriend. But also, it's really interesting, like, reappraising me, like, talking about the mean, mean Girls is because, obviously, it's one of those things, kind of like Friends or similar cultural artefacts, where it's, like, they are quite po- problematic now and, like, people have problems with them. People also have problems with them at the time, but, like... The internet didn't exist, so it was harder to get out there. Cultural criticism. So it seems weird. There was another article on Paper Magazine that was called, like, The Mean Girls Reboot is a Gen Z Paradox by Joan Summers. And it was only talking about the fashion, but it was basically saying because it's literally the same team that did Mean Girls with so much of the same cast. Like, isn't the head teacher the same as well? Yeah, the head teacher's the same. Tina Fey's still in it. I think they've kept most of the jokes are the same as well. Like, And it said that, like, the costume designer was the same. So even though the costume designer is trying to make it look like it's 2023 or whatever, it... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's still really dated because it's made by someone who does like did the original Mean Girls and does all of Tina Fey's projects with which like, no, not to be like mean and not like youth projects. Like only Mean Girls is kind of her only youth project. Yeah, and even then, like the the ca- the casting of Mean Girls, and I would also say the costumes of Mean Girls weren't what we were wearing then, or like they were more aspirational to what we wanted to look like than yeah. like what we were actually like donning. I would love to have worn those outfits. That's what I mean. Like when I watched Mean Girls, I was very like aspirational towards these characters that were being portrayed as fucking evil. Because they were dressed so well, like they were dressed in like the creme de la creme, and I think that's where the trailers kind of flopping a bit because they try to make these characters a bit too like on your level. Mm, yeah, like people keep being like, "Mean Girls," the musical sponsored by Shein. Exactly. Like, if the point of Regina George is that she was like fucking untouchable, why is she wearing combat combats? <laughs> like, why? Like, she could she should still be like the rich mean girl archetype because the the. But the film's based off a book that's not a narrative. Yeah, it's the, a non-fiction. Yeah, it's a non-fiction book about, like, why girls are horrible to each other, basically. Yeah. So, like, that's why the characters are so, like, based in these archetypes. Like, Katie's this girl who gets corrupted. Janice Ian is this mean girl who's, like, alternative. Regina George is just this fucking bitch. And then Karen's, like, stupid. Like, and then what's the Gretchen's rich. Like, those are just, like, those are the describers for the the characters. And I think that what it seems like the musical is going to do badly, or the film musical, is try and, like, base these characters and having, like, a bit more depth to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're shallow in the film, but I think what makes them so campy and joyous is that they are a bit, like, just stereotypes. They're archetypes, yeah, for yeah. a reason. And, well, this was also really interesting, though, because... Um, there hasn't actually been that much analysis of like the new trailer and I will be honest I didn't look at analysis of the musical but also the musical when it was on Broadway um, was like a COVID musical right yeah like it opened in 2020 so it couldn't actually be open for that long and it didn't do well yeah well not surprising really is it well the critics were saying like the the actors are really good the staging is beautiful the script is a flop 
Really? Yeah. So then on this, on the same Guardian article that I referenced before by Sam Wilson, it says like, unlike the Breakfast Club, Heather's 13 or Clueless, it's not enamoured with the eternal politics of high school. At the beginning of the film, Katie, who has previously homeschooled in Africa, is presented with the cafeteria's strict social hierarchy, varsity jocks, unfriendly black hotties, which is obviously really problematic. Girls who eat their feelings, girls who don't eat anything, and the plastics, the coolest girls in school. I feel like that's a fake statement. Heather's is basically the same as Mean Girls, but a bit without, like, they don't kill people in Mean Girls. Yeah, I think, like, it it stands true for maybe a John Who's film, but not maybe, like, uh, clueless or heathers and even in i rewatched jawbreaker a few months ago which is um a 90s film with rose mcgowan um if people haven't seen it and it's kind of like a mixture of mean girls and heathers like they kind of look more 90s like noughties and then they also kill someone that's not a spoiler <laughs> <laughs> but they do the exact same thing like they make an eating disorder joke in the cafeteria like i don't think mean girls was the first thing to do that no, they do it in fucking hair does. They say she's bleeding it. Yeah. Like, it's not... Mean Girls wasn't original in the way that it approached teen comedies. I think it just hit so many nails on the head at the time, as well as having Lindsay Lohan in. Yeah. Well, it's just like, the, I suppose that line, like, not your mother's Mean Girls, is true in that, like, there's a teen film for most generations. I feel like last 10 years, like, 2010 to 20 to now, we haven't had that. Yeah, there was that, um, we're not teenagers, though. I'd like to first point out, we don't know. I'm a scholar of the teen genre. But I also I know think everything. There was that Do Nothing film that was really good. Do you mean Do Revenge? Do Revenge, whatever. That was two years ago. That was 2021 or something. What, do you think there should be, like, a teen film of every year? I think no, this is of every generation. What I'm saying. Every what? Decade. So if Mean Girls was 2004, Jawbreaker was like 1990-something, Heathers was the 80s. Loads of loads of them were in the 80s, to be fair. But then there wasn't one like 2010s to 2020s, I would say. It moved okay. to TV a bit, so like, but obviously the teen teen genre on TV is a whole different thing. Yeah, I think the teen... And shit, like last, in the last 10 years. But also, the teen and film is, like, film and TV is not the same. We had that in every other, like, thing as well. Like tens to twenties, like Gossip Girl, blah blah blah. We had millions, hundreds, Pretty Little Lies, but there wasn't like a film that everyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. And also, that is kind of when we were te- we were sixteen in twenty ten. Yeah, we were still clinging on to Mean Girls. Yeah, I think when you hit six- that's what I mean though. Like Mean Girls was like literally, I think for like twelve to thirteen year olds, because by the time you hit sixteen, you're trying to like distance yourself from what people ascribe to teenagers like you're trying to dig back in the archives like that's kind of like when you get obsessed with heathers and stuff so i feel like they're trying to be they the marketing behind this is trying to be like right gen z probably see mean girls the same that we saw heathers mm. so they're trying to revive it but like it doesn't need reviving like that's what we love about those things is that they are so off their time and they're old yeah <laughs> that they're old i saw a really good um i think i sent it to you tiktok by the digi fairy um where they were saying like tween culture just doesn't exist anymore and like those spaces have been taken from us and i think that kind of like applies to this in a way as well it's like saying like we don't have like specifically tween places on the internet anymore like say like tiktok now like we, we've got it like i know so many fucking there's 50 year olds who go viral on it and are famous on it but like on when we had Tumblr, that was very much just like just our space. Like I feel like nobody really used that or like um, MSN Messenger and stuff. 
I feel like that's very interesting because this is also something that we spoke about in, or maybe we didn't end up speaking about it, but in the girlhood episode, we had it in our notes. But then I would like to remind you of something you said approximately 18 minutes ago, which was that we shouldn't have been watching Mean Girls at that age because it was inappropriate. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't. So it wasn't tween culture. It was just teen culture that we were like privy to. Because you're always aspiring to be older than you are. Like once you reach 10, you're always trying to be 13. Once you reach 13, you're trying to be 16. Once you're 16, you're trying to be 19. Once you're 19, you're trying to be 21 and then you want to be younger again. Yeah, but is there those spaces online for you to generally be 13-year-old trying to be like without those eyes on you? Yeah, but that doesn't affect the media. The media okay, is still... I was just saying an interesting point off off of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is reminding me of this. Well, I'm not talking about it. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying you're wrong. I'm not saying we're not talking about it. So you think there's loads of tween spaces? Like, like you think the tween still exists? Well, I don't think we'd know about it, as you tried to tell me five minutes ago when you said I wouldn't know if there was a teen film. Bloody hell. <laughs> I don't think we'd know about it. There's Snapchat. No adults use that. That's true. You're tapped in the head if you do. Yeah, exactly. And drug dealers do, apparently. Yeah, well, no. We don't use Snapchat. They have that. Right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a tween's using that. I think that's like what... I think it's just the nostalgia trap, which is why this is hitting in such a different way for our generation, because like we feel nostalgic for what tween culture was when we were that age. So now we can't see it because it's not a direct replica of what we experienced. And that's probably why that line, like, this is not your mother's mean girls, has like struck us to the core, because it's like usually most things are marketed using nostalgia to a certain degree right now. And have been for like the last 10 years because of what you're saying, like, oh, we like Heather's because even though we don't have firsthand nostalgia for it, it's like cool because it's old. Even if it was really like mainstream at the time, it feels kind of like culty to us because we found it on Tumblr. But now that line is rejecting all of that like type of marketing, basically for our generation. Yeah. And it's like you were saying at the beginning, like our generation doesn't want to see ourselves as being possible to be like nostalgia dot. No, we've always been nostalgia dot. But that's what I mean. Like we don't want to be like the things that we still use re- as relevant, like the stuff we still use the screenshots of on Twitter, the stuff like we still think it's like funny, re- relevant lexicon. Right. To then be turned to be like, your mother's mean girls. Like, fuck, are we that old? That like something we like can be ascribed to motherhood <laughs> when we all want to be involved in girlhood. Yeah. That's true. Thanks. There was another really interesting article and I found an article that came out like when Mean Girls did. It's it's called Female Trouble, Mean Girl Dissects the High School Cafeteria by David Ed- Ed- Edelstein, Edelstein? Yeah. for yeah. Slate 2004. And he says, as one who passed through adolescence when geek meant someone who bit the heads off chickens. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they may- might mean golf. <laughs> Oh, what, like, Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson? Yeah, that'll be my, my he's fucked that up. <laughs> Jan- Janice Ian is goth-coded. Yeah, she is goth-coded. Is she? Oh, she's kind of in the trailer, but not that much. No. Anyway, I thought this was really interesting. He says, and the social system of American juvenile culture was rarely acknowledged, much less made sport of. I've wondered what it's like to grow up with movies and TV shows that relentlessly deconstruct the high school experience. 
thought that was interesting. Imagine the time. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But I think that kind of made me have a better time in high school. What, because you could just, like, place yourself into, like, a role? Yeah, like, I had all this stuff being, like, high school shit. Like, high school has these hierarchies in. But don't worry, like, when you leave, like, you can be a new person. Mm-hmm. And like, like it also validated like the experience of maybe like the geek or the nerd or like the little outside outcast, not to like woe is martyr myself, but like I think it definitely having that media there to tell me that I wasn't only how I was perceived at school was beneficial. Well, that brings it back full circle to the Walmart advert as well because it's like, what are they doing now? And like how everyone apart from Regina, because she's not in it, has, like, a full life, despite having a bad high school experience. Like, Karen's still reading the weather. Gretchen has kids. I haven't actually watched the advert, so I don't know what Katie's doing in it. <laughs> she's the guidance counsellor at the school. Jesus Christ. I know. It's just fan fiction, that, isn't it? And what's Damien doing in it? I didn't see Damien in it. I saw him in it. I think I turned it off after um, I saw John Hamm and went, wow. no. I'm talking about the Walmart advert. Uh, okay, after, after I saw Missy Elliott, I turned it off because I went... <laughs> she looks incredible, in it? I think she looks a bit weird at the moment, but... She's having a laugh, in it? Yeah. There was one tweet that we should round off on, which I thought was interesting, and it is by King Beale Street. Lol. It says, The public changed how Mean Girls is viewed so much that Regina is now considered the titular role and not KD. And I find that interesting because in the poster of the new film, it's Regina, not KD. But also, yeah. then a lot of people were just like, Renee Rapp's more famous than the girl that's playing KD. Like, it's kind of that simple. And also, wasn't the whole thing with the musical that like Renee Rapp was like the breakout? Like, then she was in Sex Life of College Girls and then she like is now a pop star. Yeah. Also, I don't think that is very interesting. It is a way, like, how, like, I suppose it just is in, it's um, the same as, like, what's it called? Like, villain origin story vibes, like, how queer or marginalised people love a villain. That, also, I would say, if we're leaning into the gay thing, there's obviously that big, huge trope for gay men where they align themselves with a nasty girl in school Mm -hmm. to, like, make their way through high school. Misha wrote a really interesting essay about that on The Dollhouse uh, a couple of years ago that I always think about. Then I also think, like, nobody watches Harry Potter and their favourite character is Harry Potter. Well, some people do. That's not true. It is true. Nobody's favourite character in Harry Potter is Harry Potter. Anyway, we shouldn't be talking about Harry Potter. (laughs) But you see what I mean? Like, the lead character, like, Mean Girls, like, Katie's a bit wet. Like, that's, like, she has to be to lead the narrative. Katie was my favourite at the time. Only because she's ginger, probably. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, I I just think, like, Regina George is considered the titular role because she's the cuntiest. Okay. And with that... We bid you before we finish, we'd like to say, obviously, we know this has been a little lighter of an ep compared to like the last three we've done, definitely. But if you are still looking for resources on the ongoing conflict, they're like on our Instagram. Obviously, you can go back to the last episode and on our Instagram stories as well. So we're still signposting stuff like that. And me and Gina also wrote like an open letter from journalists to call like a ceasefire and the ending of violence towards journalists specifically so yeah yeah thank you everyone 
Thank you, Olivia Friday too. Thank you, Ioni. Oh, thank you, Gina. Oh, you were waiting for me to say it first. <laughs> That's so rude. It was your go. Okay. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.